What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. I was invited to coffee the other day with a gentleman you may know the name Chris Gardner. He is, if, you, if you've ever seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith played Chris Gardner in this movie. And if you, if you want to go follow him, please go follow him. It's uh, CEO of Happiness on Instagram. An amazing, an amazing guy. I actually uh, reconnected with him, I would say, at, at coffee. Just a, amazing place this dude has. It was actually at his penthouse in Chicago. And just an amazing view of the city when we were there. Just, I actually, when I say reconnected with him, I had met him about 15 years ago. Because it's such a small world. And I tell you, you know, you, you've heard of like, like seven degrees of separation. It's more like one or two likely from you and anybody else on this planet. I think that's more realistic, especially as you start to network and get, and get out there. But I, when I met him 15 years ago, I was actually grown. I grew up in a church with this guy. His name was Rick Carlson, and he played guitar with me in the band at the church. And his wife, Colleen, at the time had been on staff with the Clintons in the White House, but then she ended up becoming the president of Gardner Rich, which is Chris Gardner's companies. So I had met him a long time ago. And if you've ever watched The Pursuit of Happiness, you, you would know, and if you didn't, please go watch it, the amazing movie. You would know that Chris used to be homeless and he used to be, you know, just really down and out. He, he was trying to sell, I think it was bone density scanners way back when, if I remember, and just couldn't make a dime or anything like that. And he even ended up living in a train station with his son at the time, which that's in the movie. And just really, really hard going for many years of his life. And then he really applied himself and he got an internship to be able to handle investment accounts, you know, and he got into the, the capital markets, stocks, bonds, all, all of that. And there's just a lot of cool elements in the in the movie and in his life story, even to where there was a bonus that was given to Chris right when he was actually hired by his first firm to go buy some real suits. And it was cool because when I actually went to his office in Chicago 15, 16 years ago, first off, his desk was insane. I mean, it was his desk was literally the wing of an airplane. It was just the most badass thing I'd ever seen. But then you look over in the corner of his office and in a glass case is one of those first two suits that he ever had, you know, just to remind himself of where he came from. And I always appreciated his approach at remembering where you were. And that was a lesson that I learned from him 15, 16 years ago is remembering your roots. Like remembering where you started, remembering how you got going. I even played a, a video in my office the other day when we were talking about, you know, how, how stupid you can look when you first start doing media. And I played my very first TV appearance in Albuquerque, New Mexico, laughing, right? And then fast forwarding, you know, as a little NBC affiliate in, in, in no man's land, Albuquerque. And then fast forwarding five years, 150 TV appearances plus more. And on nationwide media, like, like Newsmax, News Nation's Cheddar, Bloomberg, and showing one from News Nation, I'm like it's a lot different now, isn't it? But it's good because I go back, similar to Chris with that suit in there. I go back. I even drove by a, the condo that I first bought when I was 21. You know, when I first got married, and 
my kids were born there. We had five people in a, in a little condo, in a two-bedroom condo. I drove by there the other day just to remember my roots. That was a lesson that Chris taught me just 15, 16 years ago. I didn't ask him about it, but it's like you look at that. There's no other reason to have that in your office than just to remember where you came from and how far you've come. That's a big lesson. And I want to tell you, to you need to do the same. You absolutely need to do the same because in moments when you think that things are going really, really poorly for you, or you think that you haven't made any traction, this is so important, when you haven't made any traction whatsoever, take a look back, right? You can get excited and motivated by taking a look forward at what you want, but when you're in those trouble spots, when you're in a moment of just feeling down and depressed and thinking that things are going nowhere and you've got no traction, you're spinning your wheels, look back. Look back and see how far you've come. Because I guarantee you, you are in a different spot today than you were 10 years ago, 10 months ago, 10 days ago. Especially when you zoom out like that. Keep things around where you can actually go back to those. Maybe it's even just photos where you can go back to those and see the movement that you've had over the course of however many years in your life. So now you fast forward 15 years ago, I didn't keep in touch with him. I did not have a relationship with Chris back then. You know, I, I just met him real briefly, said hello. You know, I actually had the relationship with the president of his companies, Colleen, because of church. You know, and, and we would hang out. I would go uh, hunt with her husband at the time, Rick. His name was Rick, too, as I said. And that's where my relationship was. So really, I was like one degree of separation. It turns out I ended up being another just single degree of separation in with Chris when I was invited to have coffee with him at his penthouse in Chicago. And it was just an amazing conversation hearing him because we're looking around, we're joking. I mean, I'm looking down, I'm like, bro, you're double wristing. And he's, he's laughing. He's like, yeah. He's like, I just want to make sure that I'm on time. He had a Hublot on one arm and a Rolex on another, you know, and it's just, a, it was just an amazing fashion statement too. I, I actually tried it for a little while with an Apple watch and then, you know, a, like a Hublot or my, uh, one of my tag Hoyers or something like that. But it was, it just didn't work well for me, but on him, it looked good. It looked real sweet on him, just the way he was wearing it. Yeah, so I'm listening to him, we're talking, and he's looking around because where his penthouse is is right across from a, a bunch of other skyscrapers and office buildings in the city. And he's saying, he's like, you know, I look over there, and I see ever since things happened three years ago with the pandemic, he's like, things are really bad in the cities right now. And I'm thinking he might be talking about the homeless or what. He's like, no, he's like, take a look at that. He's like, I only see one single person in that building every single day. And it's the woman that cleans it. He's like, talk about job security. You know, she's going to have that forever as long as the building exists. He's like, but what are we going to do with the space? He's like, first off, the problem right now with the economy is that it's like a, a catch 22 is that we need to fill the space to bring vibrancy back to the cities in order to feed all the other businesses that exist, right? Because when there's office buildings full of people, you actually have other ancillary needs around that like restaurants like places to meet different meeting places and there's all these thriving businesses that exist when people are there not so much when they're at home right so it's a it's a total shift in the, in the economics and, and the the landscape of things right now he's like but that one woman she's got job security and she is the hardest worker i've ever seen because she's there every single day wiping off the desks vacuuming doing everything that she needs to do you know, she's probably getting paid pretty well, too, because, 
it's just every single day and she's got so much to do in that building i mean it's another high rise but when he's talking about that i was like man how do we get this back to the point to where these things are vibrant again you know and I, i've been in new york a lot ever since that took place too and i'm telling you new york is not the same ever since three years ago it's like the vacancy is so sky high a lot of the retail stores that existed which is another one of those ancillary businesses just aren't there anymore empty storefronts right or pop-up stores are taking in it's kind of a cool trend but the the reason why they work right now is a reason of failure and sadness because of all the other businesses that can't thrive anymore because these office buildings are empty right and it, there's there's something to be said about that i know elon musk was recently in the media saying that it's immoral to work remotely and all that you know that I, I can actually see that and then kevin o'leary from shark tank actually started going head to head with them on that and, and you know tried to disprove him and everything i actually feel like i'm somewhere in the middle of the road on that i feel that roles where deep collaboration has to take place should be in the office be in the same place and that's a lot of roles that absolutely is anybody who's creating anybody who's in service anybody who works with customers you know th there's good things to collaborate when you're right there in person it's very difficult to create collectively unless you're right there with that person the energy is insane i even had a new controller started my company and he's one that's been doing hybrid right or just 100 remotes and the, the crazy thing is is that he's in finance and to me that's actually a role that can work remote most of the time because there's not a lot of collaboration when you're doing balance sheets right with him there actually is because we're doing pro formas because of where we're going with the company raising capital all of that and that's the collaborative part of it but it's not every day all day so he works remotely most of the time finance it makes sense but all of those other areas in business where it's creative and and creating and collaborative any kind of collaborative i'm telling you if you have a company right now you will have productivity soar back up again because you are bringing those people together and they can actually feel the energy of each other and bounce those ideas off each other in real time right there in person while they're all looking at the same thing zoom does does not freaking cut it for something like that a screen share sorry not as valuable as having that one-on-one -on -one or one-on-20 right there in person but then there's roles like finance to where it actually kind of makes sense so i feel somewhere in the middle so chris coming back to chris gardner as he's looking at this he's explaining this i'm like dude that makes a lot of sense i'm like so how can we do this he's like i don't know we're just gonna have to see what, what shakes down so i'm thinking i'm like bro i'm like certain roles that i have i tell them my theory it's like i have them in the office because they collaborate and then people end up making friends that way too absolutely there was one thing in the conversation though that i really want to draw attention to today and it's something that hit me square in the face it's something that's been true in my life and i've seen this right i've even seen this on the receiving end of something like this and it has to do with friendships right it has to do with like collaborations whether it's in business or, or well, a lot in business that was really what the context was when he was talking about this and his statement was this the best time to make friends is before you need them He's like, don't come to me when it's a crisis, when everything's on fire, because I can't really help you right then. It's like the only thing we need, and I, I've said this is like the only thing we can do to fix it right now is to get a time machine. You know, that's the, the, the perspective I've always had when something comes to you in crisis mode. Now, there's a lot of miracles, if you want to call them that, that can be worked if you hustle, 
but it's 10 to 100 times to a thousand times harder right there in the moments and you're going to find a lot of people that just can't help you when you only go to them in a crisis mode so when he said this i'm like man that is so true because i see that the best time to make friends is before you need them build the relationships i don't know if i've told this story at all on here before but i have a, a dude on my board kevin harrington and maybe i have but this, this it was just so true to what chris was saying kevin and i built a friendship way prior to before he joined my board and we started in business together you know and i started building that friendship because right when i asked him you know i wasn't in a crisis mode but i was planning for the future and it was literally like this it's like i walked up to him we were both at the same events uh he knew of me i knew of him of course and i walk over he's just by himself eating breakfast i'm like can i give you some company you know i didn't ask him and that's a that's a, a good point to hear right now i didn't say hey would you would you like some company right I, I took it from my perspective because of what i was saying it's like can i give you some company see the difference the subtle difference in that it's like yeah sure sit down so we start talking i start telling him what i'm doing with, with reach out and where i'm taking and i want to take it public and uh, i'm i'm acquiring it companies and everything and cyber, i'm in cybersecurity. he's like rick i don't get in anything i don't get involved in anything that i don't know and he said no to me he actually said no for the next two years but during that two years we would have breakfast once a quarter at this same events just started to build a friendship then we started talking when we weren't together at that event and just started bouncing ideas off of him i remember one specific time he wasn't even on board right with me yet but i just called him like dude i'm facing this right now and this was about a year and a half in and this comes back to what chris was saying the best time to make friends is before you need them a year and a half into my friendship with Kevin, I was facing a decision and I needed to sign a document to, for this deal. And I'm like, how do you, do you have a couple minutes? He's like, yeah, sure, what's going on? So I start just giving this all, I'm like, I need your advice. And I lay out the whole scenario to him. We were actually on the phone for about 45 minutes and he just poured into me. And it's because we had already built the friendship and I am so grateful for that friendship. My house wasn't on fire. I didn't come to him in that scenario. I actually came to him with an established relationship already, an established friendship for the last year and a half to where he was like, of course, you know, and I would, I always would back him. I would promote him at the same time. I mean, we started thinking about doing some collaborations together in some other areas, but then that led into this. And then it was about a year afterwards where he said, you know what, Rick, I like what you're doing and I'm on board. One of the nicest things he ever said about me is like, it was from stage when he introduced me was, Everything that Rick said was going to happen, happened. And get this, he also said, and I've been watching him for three years. That's insane, and that is valuable. The best time to make friends is before you need them. I cherish my time that I had with Chris at his penthouse over coffee. We're staying connected, and I can't wait to hear, uh, to do the same thing with him that I did with Kevin because these friendships mean so much to me and they should mean so much to you when you build them at the right times when you don't need something from that person because that, my friends, is genuine friendship.